With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we're going to talk about some of the film from the Jets' loss against the Buffalo Bills. Not all bad, although it was mostly bad if we're being honest about it. So to talk about all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, we bring in the thunder from down under, the man who does the film for the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother? Not too much, Scott. Look. To be honest, I'm just happy that the Mark White era is nearly over. We can go back to our lives. Zach Wilson's coming back soon. He's on the mend. Look, it's going to be a better couple of months than what we've just seen the last two weeks. So, look, I'm optimistic. I was kind of lighthearted about Sunday. So, let's uh, let's dive into some of the film. We're going to come back to Mike White. But first, I want to start with something positive. Elijah Vera Tucker is freaking awesome. He's the man. I mean... I talked a couple of weeks ago at the block he had against Cincinnati where he took out two guys on Mike White's touchdown uh, in the corner of the end zone to Braxton Berrios. He had another one of those plays. The Jets didn't have very many good offensive plays against Buffalo on Sunday. The first one was to Ryan Griffin. It was a wide open ball uh, late in the second quarter. And it was Elijah Veritaka literally just stonewalling two defensive ends at the set, sorry, two defensive linemen at the same time. And he just absorbed both of them. The guy is just ridiculous. I thought it was a better performance in pass pro after he'd been a little spotty, to be honest, the past fortnight. So he took another leap and bound in that regard. And then it's just, he's so fluid in space for a near 300 pound athlete. There was a splash play. I think it was Michael Carter who caught the screen and he was out in front on the left-hand side leading the way. And he grabbed the safety and drove him. And I don't think I'm exaggerating here, 12 to 15 yards off the screen, out of play, over the sideline. And it was just another example of, number one, the physicality, number two, the mobility, and the ability to finish. He is a legitimate superstar right now. Uh, I just I love watching him play every week, and there's going to be a breakdown soon in the next 24 hours, so make sure you look out for that. Not sure I would say these next two guys are superstars the way AVT is quite yet, but both have been on the rise. Michael Carter wasn't a huge factor in the game against Buffalo, but once again, you're not going to be able to take him down on first contact. And Elijah Moore, four touchdowns in the last three weeks, including one with Joe Flacco against Buffalo. 
what is it about Joe Flacco and bringing out the best in Jets second round wide receivers? He's the man. So <laughs> if the Jets draft a wide receiver in the second round next year, you have to make sure he's on the roster. No doubt about that. Look, Scott, I think Michael Carter, you hit the nail on the head. It's the ability to break the first tackle. We've talked about it over and over again, balance after contact. But one thing stood out to me with really iffy run blocking from George Fant, Connor McGovern. I thought they were both particularly poor on the weekend. It's vision. I reckon over the last 100 running snaps he's had this year, there's two or three where I thought, ah, he might have hit the wrong hole there. His ability to process, to see it, and to react is otherworldly, to be honest with you. It was good at UNC. It's continued to improve in the NFL. And those two abilities and the skill set he has is going to allow him to be successful. Still want to see more of him on third down. Too many Tyler Johnson drops. We've been on that for a few weeks, but I thought he was really good. And then you're right, Elijah Moore keeps finding the end zone, which is fantastic. Um, he's really gone from strength to strength the last three weeks. I thought he was used a little heavily in the deep passing game again. LaFleur went away from using him underneath in an intermediate passing game. It took till later in the second half for him to get his wheels kind of going. But he continues to get open. He continues to make plays. And don't be fooled by the stat line. Just because he's not getting the ball doesn't mean he wasn't winning, unlike number 84 on the outside. Elijah Moore's beating man coverage, and that's a great sign. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, whether you're on defense or on offense, right now, if your last name is Davis, you are not exactly <laughs> killing it for the New York Jets. Man, I'll tell you what. They were the first two uh, free agency pickups for the Jets and obviously Ashton Davis as well. The three of them just aren't playing good football. I'm going to focus on the free agent additions. I thought Jared Davis was absolutely horrendous. I thought he was bad going into it, but watching the film back again yesterday, it was even worse than I imagined. The first touchdown, he runs straight into the wide receiver when he's covering the, the running back in man coverage. He gets bumped. He bumps himself and it wasn't even a rub route or anything. It was just a poor read and poor spatial awareness. It's a touchdown. Then you've got this, this, the rushing touchdown on the end around. That was on him too. He just, his lines and his angles are so poor. Look, they gambled, and I trusted the coaching staff because you've got two linebacking, I'll say experts in inverted commas, Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich, both of them are linebacking coaches to their core, and they made a mistake. 
They obviously went to Joe Douglas and said, we want him to be our linebacker to build around with CJ Mosley. It hasn't panned out. And then Corey Davis, Scott, he can't beat man coverage. He can't. The first game of the season against Carolina, he had a really nice route uh, where he kind of turned the DB inside out. Since then, I can't remember him beating tight man coverage. And that's a concern when you're the team's quote-unquote wide receiver one. And then you throw in the drops and the fumble issues. Feels like Robbie Anderson without the deep ball right now. It's been really disappointing. Uh, as you said, not a good month to have uh, the last name Davis. Most disappointing performance of the day, though, of course. Mike White falling short of the expectations of Mike White mania. Seven quarters of mayhem. And then after that, it comes to a crashing halt at MetLife Stadium against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills basically said, we saw what you did against the Bengals. We're not going to let you do it. Try beating us some other way. And he couldn't. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and take a victory lap because no one in their heart of hearts thought Mike White was ever the answer. Everyone just falls in love with the idea of hope. And I get it. But everything you saw on the first two or three drives against Buffalo was on the film in all the other games as well. He just got a lot luckier. First drive, second down, threw a pick straight to Milano. Milano dropped it. Second drive, second down had a blitz coming from the left-hand side of the offensive formation and he missed Michael Carter on a little out route and it ends up in a punt and it just happened and snowballed from there. It got from worse to worse. He started throwing the interceptions, the first one with his elbow. But as you said, Buffalo took away the underneath stuff. They played more man coverage from their too high safety look and the predetermined shots. He didn't have the arm strength to pull them off. I know you asked me that in the keys to the game last week. He didn't have the arm strength. He looked like he had a noodle arm out there. And then in conjunction with that, it was bad decision-making, trying to force the ball to Corey Davis a couple of times when he wasn't beating his man. It just compounded. And as I said, it was just one of those days where Mike White, I guess the the, uh, turned into a pumpkin for for lack of a better word. And it's exciting for me because now we can just turn our attention to Zach Wilson. And look, he proved that he can be a serviceable backup. That's a small win for the Jets. Let's get on with the season and let's start watching our, our number two pick. Luke, we have a lot to talk about involving the defense. Unfortunately, most of it isn't good, and we'll start up front with the defensive line. This is supposed to be the strength of this team, and they really haven't been getting the job done, if we're being honest about it. They weren't able to really get pressure on Josh Allen, and they weren't able to stop the run. It's so concerning, and I'm not using this as an excuse, more as a statistic to emphasize how important this player is, but since Bryce Huff went down, the Jets' pressure rate has gone down by about 40%. And look, it could be opposition. There's a ton of other factors. But if you look at Cincinnati and Buffalo's offensive line, they're not well beaters. If you look at Atlanta, they're not great either. Since Bryce Huff hasn't been there, the rest of the guys have really struggled. I thought Quinnen was fairly good. The Jets probably had two good plays defensively in the entirety of the first half. First one, Quinnen Williams gets double teamed. He just blows it up and gets the sack. He ended up splitting it. But as I always said, there's no such thing as a half sack. That's a sack to Quinnen Williams. He did his job perfectly. And then late in the first half, a minute to go on the clock, Josh Allen in the red zone actually throws the ball straight to CJ Mosley. And at the time, I didn't pick it up, but I watched the film back. Who do you think's there at the quarterback's arm knocking it down? It's Quinn and Williams. So anything that's positive on the Jets' defense at the moment is Quinn and Williams. Ignore the takes you see online about how he's invisible. What's frustrating to me is that the Jets' best defensive player is on the field 55% of the time. Quinn and Williams is a good athlete. He's got a good motor. He doesn't need to be sitting off. This is Robert Sala bringing the San Francisco element with him. It worked in San Francisco, this heavy defensive line rotation. It ain't working here. Nathan Shepard should not be on the field 30 to 35% of the time. It's just, it's ridiculous. 
because John Franklin Myers hasn't been as good since the contract extension. I'm not saying they're related. I'm just saying since they went over to London, he's been a shell of the player he was to start the season. Fatakasi is getting killed in the run game, which was, you know, the strength of his play. Those guys have really underperformed. And I think schematically, there's just a lot of issues and some really concerning things from the coaching staff that have really got me worried. Speaking of things that should have us worried, the Jets' defensive game plan, and there are a lot of layers to this, so we'll go bit by bit. The first thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that Robert Sala said after the game that they sold out to stop the run, which is weird because the Bills are not a good running team. It's even weirder because despite the fact that the Bills are not a good running team and the fact that the Jets sold out to try and stop the run, they still couldn't do it. The most incredible statistic is that Josh Allen passed for 366 yards on Sunday. It's a good amount. 301 of them. 301 yards through the air were off of play action. That is an inordinate amount. It is the most in a game since we started tracking those kind of numbers in the NFL. And all of that is with a Buffalo team that does not run the football. Now, hey, they still run the football pretty well against the Jets, but they're not looking to run the ball. They're not looking to establish it in ground and pound. They're not a San Francisco, Denver play action type offense where you have to worry about the run first. I thought it was an incredible mistake. I'm not sure if it was just coach speak, but when you look at the game planning and what happened on the field, that was horrible because you can't expect Buffalo to run from a game planning perspective. And then there was no ability to adjust. And I'm sure we'll get into the rest of that later, but yeah, just that's just horrible. And it's concerning because really since the Atlanta game, I think all Britain Sellers game plans have been poor and it's going from bad to worse. And it's, ugh, it's not good. Luke, you just brought up the fact that the jets failed to adjust. And this is what really drove me nuts. We just touched on how the Jets sold out to stop the run. They couldn't do it despite the fact that they put everything into that and the Bills are not a good running team. So after they couldn't stop the run, they ended up getting killed in the passing game. Now, I like Javelin Guidry, pretty solid slot corner, especially for a guy that was an undrafted rookie last year out of Utah. But he was in one-on-one coverage with Stefan Diggs. There are very few defensive backs in the NFL that could succeed in one-on-one coverage against Stefan Diggs. Javelin Guidry is not one of them. This was very apparent very quickly. Stefan Diggs ate him alive, and Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich never adjusted to give Guidry help and do something about that. 162 yards for Stefan Diggs. It felt like 562 yards. It was alarming. Like I'm talking serious alarm bells went off in my head. When I heard Robert Salah say, we're not a team that follows the number one. Look, I understand that this is a cover three defense. Seattle, think Richard Sherman. He never moved from side to side. He stayed on his island on the left-hand side. That's what Bryce Hall does. You have to adjust in the NFL. These aren't interchangeable pieces. You know, Bryce Hall has to either go across there. I understand it's the red zone, but you need to bump a safety out and at least give him help. Think about what teams did to Megatron when he was playing for Detroit. There are ways to be creative in the red zone and still give help out in an island when there's a a wide split from a wide receiver. But even more than that, Scott, it's just, it is the most predictable defense from a coverage perspective that I've ever seen. When Salah was first hired and I watched their tape and we talked about on this podcast, I was expecting more cover two, cover four, because that's what he did last year. And he adapted to number one, what the NFL was doing. And I was really hopeful we're going to see more of that. Completely wrong. I was way off. It's been all cover three on early downs, four-man rush, and then they get to third down, they rush five men, they play cover one man, 
and teams are just running little rub routes and pick routes and they're going for 30, 40 yards. And it is just terrible. Compounding that, the Jets are in the bottom five for disguising their defense. So what they're actually playing post-snap is what they're showing pre-snap, which just isn't what you win. Look at the good teams like the Rams and the Chargers. They have the ability to roll coverages, disguise it. There's none of that. There's no adjustments in game. It's it's really poor. And it's just, look, I don't know how you can have any hope for the defensive side of the ball for the rest of the year. Brandon Staley with the Chargers is the master of disguising coverages. You'd like to see more of that mm-hmm. with the Jets. But also what you would have liked to have seen is more cover two because that's what the Bills have struggled against. The Jets showed them mostly cover one in those downs that you discussed and the Bills killed them because that's their strength playing against cover one. It almost seemed like the Jets were running headfirst into a wall on purpose and I can't understand what the strategy was supposed to be. I don't get it because Jacksonville gave you the blueprint. So many too high safety looks. Teams have done it. And Josh Allen has struggled in games this year. He's had three or four games of the passer rating under 100. He's found some turnover issues in two of their losses, but it's against too high. And look at what Mike LaFleur likes going against. Like Buffalo with the play action they ran, it's much easier to run against single high. We know that. It is. It was so obvious what Buffalo wanted to do. It was so obvious what needed to be done. Yet we're sitting here, Scott, as fans. And although we like to both think we have pretty good football IQ, we're not elite coaches. And they can't figure that out. That's that's pretty concerning. Luke, one thing that has to be very worrying to anybody who's emotionally attached to this team, whether they're an employee of the team or fans like we are, is the fact that we said the Jets were having so much trouble with screens and draws. They were getting killed with screens and draws. The Bills killed them down the field on top of running the ball with Singletary and being able to get Matt Breida a touchdown as well. When teams are figuring out multiple different ways to destroy you, and it seems like the Jets have no answers for any of it, I don't even know what you do at this point. That's the thing, because every team that's worth their salt, be on offense or defense, has something to hang their hat on. Sean McVay, he's going to run the ball, play action passing game. He knows what the strength is. If you're good at stopping the run, let's talk about the Jets a few years ago when they had Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Rankins, Sheldon Richardson, all of those guys. At least you know what the opposition is trying to do to defeat you and you can try and roll coverages that way And because you know you have a strength up front and you don't need to really game plan for that and that you're going to win that section of the game. When you're losing in both elements on defense, what are you supposed to do? Because they're getting killed in the short and underneath stuff. They're getting killed down the field. You saw a double move that Brandon Eccles bid on. And then again, we saw the screens and the um, running back wheels and the draws and all of those things. If you're losing in both aspects, you've got no chance to win. And I just think it speaks volumes about, number one, the lack of talent defensively, but number two, the scheme. The cover one system's dead, and the, the cover three, cover one, you just can't do it today. There's too many ways to manipulate the safety and the linebackers. We already talked about how poor Jared Davis is playing. CJ Mosley's been struggling the last fortnight. It's because they're getting put in bad positions as well. It's a product of the screen. The Jets aren't able to stop anything right now. And look, the only saving grace is that they run into Miami and Tua Tagovailoa this week. So hopefully we get a reprieve from 40-plus points. We knew that the Jets were outmanned by the Bills. The Bills are just a much better team on offense and on defense. There was never any question about that. But Mm. you hoped that they'd be able to make up for some of that 
with decent coaching. But in this game, it felt like not only did they get destroyed as far as talent goes, but just completely outcoached in every way by Sean McDermott, Leslie Fraser, and Brian Dable. They got outcoached with the scripted period before the game, the game planning. They got outcoached with adjustments. And it, it was almost embarrassing. Uh, you know, I know you don't want to talk about how the Jets have looked better under Adam Gase, and it's a bit of a lame storyline. But let's be honest right now. I believe this Jets team is more talented than what they've had here the last two years. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my stance. The Jets are playing worse than they did for three quarters of the Adam Gase era. I'm not saying that's directly a reflection of Robert Sulla as a head coach, but right now it's not good enough. And I understand they're dealing with injuries. All team are. The San Francisco 49ers, I'm pretty sure on their logo, it has the word injuries on it. But you find ways to overcome it. They did a great job against the Rams on Monday night. The Jets just have no answers. And it's a direct it's a direct statement about Robert Seller and, and Jeff Ulbrich. And even I thought LaFleur took a step back this week um, in saying that with Mike White against the Buffalo's defense, averaging 16 points a game. What can you really expect? But... All three of them really have been poor. I think Brant Boy has been fairly solid. That's no surprise. He's been a great coordinator in the four or five years he's been here. That's why he's lasted through three head coaches. But the other two coordinators, Robert Sala, they've got their work cut out for them. And I think all the fans know and everyone listening understands that this is a period now of the schedule where you've got winnable games. And winnable for the two and seven Jets, maybe not. But you see Miami and Houston and those kind of teams. We, we need to see improvement now. When Zach Wilson gets back on the field, there are no excuses. There's no, oh, this person's injured. The Jets need to do better, and it starts with the coaching. Luke, anything else you saw in the film that you think is worth mentioning? Yeah, I want to mention a guy that ended up on IR, and that's Brandon Nichols. Uh, look, he got beaten on the double move before halftime. Again, I think it was a poor position to put your rookie corner in. He had a really nice pass breakup on Stefan Diggs in the red zone early in the game, forced them to, I can't remember if they punched or kicked a field goal. I think it was a field goal to go up 10 he had what I thought was a forced fumble. They called it an incompletion. Another nice play. I think he's been really good for a sixth-round pick. I've been super impressed with him. It sucks that he's going to miss three to five weeks now with the injury, but hoping he can get healthy. And then Michael Carter, the second, was also pretty good in the first half. Had a couple of pass breakups. I just thought, considering how badly we played in pass defense, a couple of the corners actually did a really nice job. And I think the rest of it is an issue with the scheme more than actually how the corners are playing because I was pretty impressed with some of them. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film with me from this tough, tough game against the Buffalo Bills in so many different ways that we just described. Really appreciate it. I know you've got a bunch of film breakdowns coming on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. And of course, we've got shirts in our shop that were designed by somebody that's quite close to you. So talk a little bit about what people can expect when they head over to the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel this week and what they're going to get when they go to our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. First of all, apologies about the YouTube. It's been a little slow the last week. There's been a lot going on, but we've got a ton of great content. The first one that's coming in the next 24 hours is going to be a combination of Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, and um, Michael Carter talking about how well this draft cast has played outside of Zach Wilson, obviously, who's missed some time. But this looks like, it sounds stupid on a two and seven team, but a franchise altering offense, offensive draft, I should say. So I'm going to just talk about how well they've played film breakdown, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll do a little Mike white breakdown as well. And then once you head over to T public, a couple of awesome shirts, we've got the Zach Wilson goes long one 
fingers crossed we get to see him on the field. We've got the Play Like a Jet logo tee, but it's not just T-shirts. You can put it on jumpers, uh, mobile phone cases, laptop stickers, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, my partner, Alex, you can find her underscore can I be frank on Instagram. She also did a really cool drawing for Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers, need them back playing the, the way they were at the start of the season. So a ton of great designs. There's more in the pipeline. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Play Like a Jet listener, maybe not a Jets fan, but uh, make sure you check out both the YouTube channel and Public. Check out playlikeajet.com. Check out the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already. Browse everything at our shop over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.